When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Scout Deadline Dilemmas ahead of double Game Week 25. How, how are you, Praz? I'm doing very well. Double season, proper proper double season. Like, you know, the two big boys have a double. So, exciting times. And, uh, yeah, and we have some injury news also to discuss uh, on, on key players. So, how are you doing? Yeah, good. I mean, we be, it feels like we've been looking forward to this one for... It feels like it's been months, but it's probably only been a, a few weeks. And obviously, Liverpool was only confirmed recently. But yeah, the injuries have put a damper, I think, for some of us. It has, yeah. I think I think the Trent guys have been very unfortunate. This was the week, you know, coming back from injury, he gets a couple of games to as a sub. Now this was the week where he pays pays it back. But uh, yeah, we'll talk all about it. We'll talk about defenders. I think there's also been news on Poro, who's missed training. I think with some issues. Um, I think I don't think there's any other big injury issues as such, but yeah, a lot of changes in defense and what that implies for 25, 26, 28, 29. It's that time of the season where every move has to have a secondary objective that you want to achieve through it. Yeah, it seems to be. I mean, I mean, with just with Trent, I've been trying to make myself feel better, and I, I guess I wasn't that confident he was definitely going to start both anyway. So I'm trying to trying to put that in my head to make myself feel like a little bit better about it yeah, but it's but... interesting because i also see a lot of people buying not just doublers but people are buying players or people are selling players that we're going to be looking to buy next week i mean Correct. i've done it myself like i saw watkins last week but almost certainly next week i'm going to be talking about doing a hit maybe doing a hit to get watkins in um we've got the I same with solanke yeah. and it's hit season i think last week uh, we spooked a few people we're talking about hits 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 like five hits <laughs> and i think Hopefully, people are able to see that it was not just, you know, senseless talk. Uh, there is some upside into taking some logical hits that get you maybe two or three more fixtures over the next five weeks. Or even if it's neutral and gets you an extra fixture, but there is a better fixture in those two, then maybe the hit still works out. So I think I think we need this is a period where we need to be a little bit more OK with hits if they're sensible hits. Yeah, I think being sensible is the key word. I mean, I didn't have a great job. I didn't do a hit last week, but I'm not over the moon with one of my transfers trying to be aggressive with doubles. So I've definitely got that this. in the back of my mind. So you did Doughty to, uh, sorry, who to Doughty? Poro, no. I did Liveramento to Doughty, which meant I benched Saliba. So had Saliba not scored, would you still have felt bad about the hit? Because or about the second not transfer. as bad but i would have yeah. been still been annoyed because of the trent injury i could have had like two transfers and then i think trent to van dyke's pretty easy move with two free transfers yeah, yeah because yeah. of the blanks so it's not it's not just because of the goal it's just i mean yeah if doughty had hauled i wouldn't be sat here in tears <laughs> but you this that's my point you still have two extra games from doughty and you've removed a player livermento theoretically he should be starting for newcastle but he isn't um but you, it wasn't so bad. I mean, I don't think you need right. to be so uh, so down on that. I mean, if it's Saliba scoring twelve points is not is not expected. So, uh, yeah, it was. It is what it is. At least we get to share the pain because I benched not only Saliba, also Palmer on the back of benching uh, Foden the week before. 
but it's all good. It's all you good. Know what? It did make me feel better because we actually had the same bench this week. We had the same. We both had Palmer and both had Saliba. But I was actually thinking this morning, what you had with Foden was worse than what I felt this week, and then you had the same again. So we are we are ready to take pain. It's okay. Yeah. Look, and we still got green arrows, Paz, So we can't exactly, <laughs> exactly. Honestly, who cares? I mean, first week. The decision was Jota versus Foden. I think it was close. In hindsight, it feels a little stupid that I benched Jota against Arsenal. But I think there was enough conviction that people thought Liverpool could beat Arsenal. I mean, it was not a given that Arsenal would have such a good game. And the second one was between Saka and Palmer. So actually, Saka outscored Palmer. So I I don't feel bad at all. And then Trippier got the assist uh, who I played ahead of Saliba. So I guess it's okay. I mean... We have to make good decisions, and I think it was an okay decision in both cases. So who cares if they scored in the bench? It's true. It's true. And and some of my logic with Saliba, not to dwell on him too long, but I know a lot of people are looking at doubling up on the defence, is I really thought his ceiling was six points. As in, I think the highest I've got from him, I think he got seven one week. When he scored and they still conceded. That, that was the one, yeah. So I think yeah. that's the, the highest I've got. So it must be, and I think you might have, Maybe you benched him. I benched him, him in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I even then, it's not a huge goals. haul for a defender, that seven points. So, hmm. but yeah. Just... You win some, you lose some. I've been lucky with this whole silly transfer for Trent that I made the night before the double was announced to Van Dyke. And now look how it's worked out. It's worked out really nicely, luckily. Uh, also, I was, when we spoke on Deadline Dilemmas, I was going to do Guardiol to Allison last week. Guardiol didn't play, he's injured. And Allison didn't play. So, Works out in the end. Sometimes uh, you, you you hit some and you lose some. Yep. Yeah, and this week's going to have even higher variance than, than the last couple, you'd, you'd imagine anyway, unless everyone just gets like exactly. the same, like everyone just gets six points, all the Man City assets. I'd, I'd probably take that right now. Well, you and I don't don't and will not own De Bruyne That's or right. a City That's defender. Exactly right. <laughs> so I think we'll happily take that. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you're watching, don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you... If you're on YouTube and go into the description, you can get 20% off the Fantasy Football Scout members area as, as well. Um, so shall we begin? Should we begin with you our dilemma or should we have a look at Rob? You team? have more issues. Uh, while you load it up, I wanna I wanna say hello to I see quite a few people, quite a few regulars in our chat. I see Diz, I see Hibo, I see Chai, I see Mira, I see Cam, Jack. So hello to everybody. Good evening. It's not gonna be a very long one because I think we're okay. We're okay set. I mean, let's see. Let's see when we talk about our teams. And if you have dilemmas of your own, not too team specific, then put them in the chat and we can discuss them. I can't believe no one's mentioned Palmer. I don't know if you saw on Monday, me and me and um, Seb got away with it because we, we left at nil-nil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that was bad. I mean, 90th minute, I was like, okay, uh, this is, we finally made it. I made a good benching decision, Saka versus Palmer, and then... Obviously, the two is five point assist. The second one. Well, yeah, because I, I after the first assist, I was like, I checked the bonus. I was like, okay, five points, whatever. <laughs> and then, then, then look up, and there, yeah. Oh. Anyway, let's not look back. Let's look. Let's look forward. Sa- saving grace on Palmer is in my plan as things stand. I'm keeping Palmer now till the rest of the season. I'm not selling him. Like I'll have him for Burnley at home in game week thirty. I'll have him for my wild card. So I've bought him at four point nine. I'm hoping that little edge of Palmer on my bench and my bench boost, that's going to be the one that gets me, makes up for this Palmer benching. See, I've got I've got the same plan as you, but I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many times you've benched him, but that, I think that's the fourth time I've benched, no, fifth time I've benched him, three times he's returned. Still keep doing it, going to do it this week. 
going to do it this week. Yep. Then he blanks. Thankfully. Yeah. And then he owes us. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I might play him every week after that. Apart from 29 again, if he blanks. People are looking at selling them as well. But like I said, like I said earlier, you know, I've sold Watkins. I want to buy him back. People are selling Solanke. They want to buy him straight back. It's, and, it's interesting. Yeah, it's the season. Yeah. Even the Spurs guys. Uh, people will probably sell a Richarlison or a Poro this week, may may have plans to get them back. It is what it is. This is when you have a double for a team like Liverpool, then a blank, then you have a double for a team like Bournemouth, and then a blank. You just have to hop on and off a lot in terms of these assets and, and get rid of these blankers in 26 for Chelsea and, and Spurs. It is just what the season is. Yep. So should we start should we start with your team or do you want to start with Rob T? Let's do um you decide. Why don't you start with your team? You okay. have the dilemmas. You sure? All right, let's start with yeah, mine. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. It's not the most exciting dilemma. Um, actually, no, there's a few different options, actually. Um, so I've got Dubravka in goal. I mean, Dubravka and Areola, that, that's kind of a decision. But Newcastle have got still got better chance at a clean sheet. I just can't believe how much Newcastle have declined. That, I, 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 that I'm even considering after West Ham losing 6-0, benching a Newcastle goalkeeper. But I, I probably will start Dubravka and just go with the... The clean sheet odds rather than hoping for a crazy amount of assists um, yeah so i'm looking at rob t newcastle at 26 percent clean sheet odds west ham at 22 not much in it yeah no that's the thing so then you start thinking could save points come into it and all all that stuff but i still back newcastle at home even though i mean i i said this on the wire it's i'm shocked how bad they've become if if by the way eddie Howe tomorrow says that burn is injured or burn is out and livermento is starting I'll be much higher on Newcastle defense than I am at the moment because it's just they just haven't figured out what everyone is here to see, which is Byrne is not able to keep up with the pacey winger. That's it. Simple I mean, as that. I mean, yeah, like you say, if that happens and then Newcastle suddenly turn it around, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Newcastle went back to you know what they were. Um, but yeah, it's been a dr dramatic decline, you know, all, all over the pitch really, and they got obviously Wilson out from an attacking point of view now. Um, but yeah, um, you mentioned Livramento, and so Doughty, who was who came in for him, I've got to play him. It's a it's a double game week. I'm hoping that you know Man United. I mean that Man United at home is the fixture where mm -hmm. really I need something. And I mean United. Man United are back, right. man. Yeah, they're, they're doing all right. What's the, I mean, I've even been looking at your players in, in future weeks as well. So. Well, you you don't need a reason to look at Maguire. I know that. No, I know. Um, that's very true. That's very true. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've got um, Doughty. I've got Gabriel. No chance I bench him. And then I had Trent. Um, so Saliba would probably just come in for him. So I'll be back to two new, sorry, two Arsenal defenders and Doughty. Then Foden, Richarlison, Saka and Jota. Happy with the midfield. Haaland will be triple captain. I'm not, I think this is an old screenshot. Alvarez and then Darwin. I'd have a Stupinan and Palmer on the bench and poss possibly Trent as well. So... My only real dilemma is, because my assumption is I'm just going to try and roll through to, well, not roll, hit my way through to 30, 31, and then just drop all my chips um, you mm -hmm. know, in the, in the 30s, which I yes. think is a common plan. There is, though, I mean, I'd love to do Trent to Van Dyke. I really would. It's just it would mean next week I'd only have one free transfer, and I'll probably be looking at a minus eight possibly a minus 12 depending on if you know i know if alvarez starts or not you know um even though obviously slanky's then got city at home which is not an easy fixture and it then makes me wonder could i then just wild card in 2026 you know and do the move this week i mean i've even got the option of bench boosting here 
which I yeah. did actually consider last week, but because of Ariola, I just couldn't. We didn't know if Ariola was going to start. I mean, both your keepers are shit, to be honest. I, I, I have the same, so I can I can call them shit. <laughs> um, so it just that ruins the bench boost a little bit. Um, they're all single game weakers. Um, I don't love the bench boost as much because I think Palmer Man City look expected case is Man City do a lot. So Max, you're talking Chelsea one goal. If he's involved, he gets an assist. Not you're not expecting bonus because he, they're not expected to win. So very low ceiling for Palmer. As Tupinian, Sheffield United away, maybe a clean sheet is there, but you can't bank on Brighton for a clean sheet anyway. Saliba, yes, there is potential. So I can see ten to fifteen points. Is that enough for a bench boost? The models have it about. I mean, I only checked a couple of days ago. It was about fifteen. 15, 15 there or thereabouts. Okay. okay, I'm underestimating then. Yeah, well, to be honest, it did surprise me. But I mean, I had bumped Dest Opinions minutes a bit because we know Hinshelwood's out. I think Lamptey, I don't think it's been a firm update, but it, I think he, Brighton fans were saying he looked injured when he came off. So the assumption is that Est Opinion plays. I mean, yeah, it doesn't excite me that much. And triple captain in Haaland just seems so fun. So I don't think I'm mm-hmm. going to do that. That's the other thing, yeah. But- but yeah, it's, but it's the triple captain. That... Let's break down your dilemmas a little bit. So let's first, I'm going to talk about Alvarez a little bit later, which is fine to hold, but just we'll talk about him. First, Trent. So what you're saying is, if you had two free transfers, if you had the luxury or a team, uh, which could afford not too many hits next week, mm. then you would have thought about Van Dyke. Are you tempted at all? Would have you? Would you have been tempted at all by Robertson or Bradley? Or if you didn't have a third city by Ake? I mean, if I didn't have a third city, then Ake would actually be pretty much perfect. Well, I say pretty much perfect, but obviously people are saying he's going to be more nailed. He mm. then has a fixture in 26. So the advantage yep. Ake has over Van Dijk, yes, he's less nailed, but he could potentially play two this week and then play next week as well. So I wouldn't then have to do a hit to immediately remove him because if I go for a Liverpool defender, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be free this week, but I'm going to feel it's definitely going to be a minus four. If not next week, then down the line. Um, so I'd want to go for Van Dyke. I mean, I love Robertson, but there's just, I mean, we've got Simicast back, haven't we? There's, you know, there's Gomez. There's, I just can't see him playing both and the cup final, mm. even though, you know, he's on set pieces. You know, I did a few weeks ago, I was even thinking, could I have Trent Robertson and Darwin for, for well, actually, no, back then, I think it was Trent Robertson and Salah I was considering if the, if the double dropped. But no, I don't, I don't want to, remove Trent and then get a single game week player because then I'm so you're basically thinking of just benching him this week but again with the caveat if you had the luxury then you would have done something with him but I think it's fine to bench Trent and you don't have to deal with him this week and just deal with him next week if you have good defenders to replace exactly I mean let's say you were replacing Trent with a Liverpool defender where where would you go I know you've I mean, got I, Van Dijk. I went Van Dyke, but I didn't know that Bradley is going to be more nailed. But I just don't see how they don't use Gomez at all. Like people are saying Robertson could play both, Bradley could play both. They have the final on Sunday, right? Even though now Liverpool has actually a nice gap. So Liverpool play Saturday midday and they play Sunday evening as the final. And the and the midweek game is Wednesday. So it's actually the perfect if there was ever going to be a midweek game, this is the perfect spacing. And so it's not like they need the rest, but I think they need the minutes. And I feel like one of the fullbacks is going to miss to Gomez. We don't know yet if it's Robertson. We don't know if it's uh, Bradley. Could it be that even Simicas plays? No idea. But I just think if it's a double 
and it's the second double, which is the threat, the the fixture that is under threat, is Luton at home. You pick Van Dyke. I mean, if money is no object, you pick Van Dyke because you know he's going to play both. Now that I've said it, obviously he's going to miss, and Konza and Konate are going <laughs> to play Luton, but you have to play with expected minutes in a in a fixture like this, and take a little bit less upside for a higher order of clean sheets in in one or two games. I did try and float to a couple of people that Van Dyke could he miss a game, and oh, oh. I was immediately shot down. But I was just if I could just have that five percent of doubt in my mind, I think it would be an easy decision that I could just avoid. But I think the consensus is, you know, it's barring an injury, you know, he's he's going to start both games. So yeah, and and I think also partly the reason I am because I am still considering it, but maybe I'm just not. I love having two Arsenal defenders. We've discussed uh, the best defense in the league. I just don't see Saliba as some high upside pick that you know that you can't bench because yeah, we've done I it many agree. times and it's not cost us until well until this weekend. Well, now it's ex narrative, right? That people are oh, Burnley have conceded so many headed chances. Well, Gabriel has good potential. Saliba is not always the one, the first on the on the ball. It's usually Gabriel. Uh, but look, it makes sense for people, and he's a good option. It is Burnley at the end of the day. So, and Arsenal defense is. I don't think un- there is any doubt in terms of underlying numbers, the best defense this year. So it's a very, very good option. And you'll see in my case, I have a big dilemma between him and Trippier, but we'll come to my dilemmas later. But talking about your team, so it's either going to be Trent to do something, otherwise you're you're just going to roll. Is that right? Basically, I'm, I'm leaning towards rolling at, at the moment, like partly because I said I'm a bit scarred after last week. Um, and I mean, and I do like f- the idea of playing Gabriel and Saliba, you know, obviously done it done it many times before. I mean, I think the main advantage actually of Saliba and Gabriel has been, do you remember at the start of the season we were using all our transfers on defenders? I think I did nine of my first 12 were on defenders. Something ridiculous. Yeah. Just being able to set those two and just play them, you know, most weeks, I think that means you can concentrate your transfers on attackers. But, I mean, just on a one-off double game week, I'd much rather have Van Dijk than Saliba. I mean, it's, if I was free-hitting, for example, it wouldn't even be, it wouldn't yeah, even be a question, question, would it? It's not a question. But yeah, 26 also blurs the picture and, and it's not so easy. These decisions are not easy. So uh, why not Ake in the chat? Well, of course, you have triple. So speaking of triple city, you have a unique triple, triple city. How are you feeling about Alvarez? Let's say you get a leak on Saturday morning that Alvarez isn't starting. Would you be tempted with a minus four taking out Alvarez, getting Ake, something like that? I've been running through these flow charts in my mind. I think if Alvarez, if I knew he was going to be benched, I'd, I'd still roll with him. I, st- I still would. I, st- I still think the upside's... I don't know if it's upside, but I mean, let's say Haaland did get subbed off early. You know, we know mm-hmm. he goes up front and he's on penalties for that 20 minutes. Yeah. And unlike the problem with defenders, I mean, we obviously were talking about Robertson and stuff. You want your defenders to start because the big upside is the clean sheet. With the attackers, not so much. So Alvarez is there. He's probably going to be sold in 26. If not, it would definitely be 27, you know, to Solanke. You'll probably hold him for 26, yeah. to be honest. Solanke plays City anyway. I'm happy to hold him. I'm not going to do some big move to get De Bruyne in. Because not not only that, I'd, I'd have to lose a, a midfielder I don't want to lose. Like, we've got the same midfield, haven't we? And I, I'm I'm happy with it at the moment. I mean, yeah. I'm going to keep Palmer long term. Jota is going to go straight after this double. He's done his job. Saka, season keeper. Richarlison with the blank in 29 there's, you know, you're not going to sell Richarlison and then Foden that's kind of well it's Foden but it's also a Son placeholder so right. I don't want to I just don't want to touch that I've got it pretty planned out actually 
our plans are similar the then dilemmas is going to be over the next 3 4 weeks what are we doing in our team but that's what it is i think that's what doubles and blanks do it basically funnels to the transfers where everybody is looking at similar things because of course after next week people are going to try and target villa and spurs players well spurs in 27 and villa in 26 because you want players who play in 26 and 29 but we are getting too ahead of ourselves uh triple captain any any second thoughts anything at all no that's literally no doubt in my mind i mean if i don't triple captain it would be bench boost and i'm 90% towards triple captain at the moment 90 that's low it's probably high it's probably higher. higher but you you just never know do you, you don't know what's going to throw up tomorrow sure sure like it's... i mean i was thinking this and also another advantage of i guess rolling is the unknown because what what if harlan gets injured you know there there could be as in during the double game week for example yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean obviously then alvarez would be brilliant but i'd want to re- redistribute the the harlan money correct so correct. I, th- i think it is really really powerful and i'll basically be doing a hit even though it's not this week i'll be doing a hit next week to get an extra game for van dijk who's basically saliba but they're basically right. the same aren't they got similar goal throughout i think it's about 0.11 XGI from that's purely from memory from a table set right. set shared. Right. Well, Van Dijk has the most shots of any defender this year. This season. Does he? I guess they're all headers. So it must be like the old Mitrovic numbers where of the XG is really low. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Dunk was similar. Dunk was similar at the beginning of the season, but yeah, it's between yeah, Van Dijk is it does get at the end of stuff. So I guess Dunk had I'm those set pieces as well where yeah, a few, didn't yeah. he? But he did. He did. So I'm with you in terms of the ranking. I think Van Dijk is up there if you can manage 25. Otherwise, Ake is superb as an option as well. Walker is still not bad as an option. Uh, so I, I guess if people, if they're looking at replacements for Poro or well, we're not saying Poro's out. This is some speculation. Ange is pretty honest to be uh, in in past interviews. So he will be pretty forthright on on Poro. So. Um, what are the options in terms of yeah? You could go Van Dijk. You could go Ake. You could you get prefer, a second Arsenal. If, let's say you had two City and two, two Liverpool. Do you, do you prefer Ake over Van Dijk as as well? Yeah, only because 26. Yeah. Um, Van Dijk, you have you're ma- forced to make a decision next week. Ake, you can take another week. So yeah, prefer Ake. I think that's the thing. If you get stuck with him, it's okay. Because I actually I even looked at could I bring in Van Dijk and then not remove him, just keep him. But actually, it seemed a bit pointless because obviously I've got Doughty in 28. He's definitely going to play. And the two Arsenal are going to play, you know, several Arsenal weeks. That's even game, before. Est opinion on the bench every week seems quite a luxury. <laughs> I have Konza in that same position, and I'm going to keep him on my bench till game week 29. <laughs> Just wait. He's your Charlie Taylor. Exactly. He's my Charlie Taylor. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's my dilemma. So it's it's not much, and I pro- I probably will roll, but I just never know. You know, maybe Saturday morning I'll decide to go for Van Dijk because I don't think it would be the worst move in the world. There is upside. There yeah. is upside there. But um if if we move to your team. Yep, let's go. Um uh, so my team same Dubravka in goal. I have Van Dijk, I have Gabriel, and I'll talk about the third spot which is at the moment Saliba. Uh then I've got Saka, Foden, Richarlison, Jota, same as you. I've got Darwin and Haaland. I have got my triple captain ready. By the way, people don't be afraid to put the triple captain. You can cancel it if you change your mind. This is this is not like free hit or or wild card. You can actually take it back. uh and uh, and and Watkins honestly there's couple of things that are on my mind the idea is to roll because next week it's a confirmed minus 4 i need to take out a defender a midfielder and a striker to put out 11 players 
So I'm already on a minus four next week. And that defender could be basically the three Liverpool guys could go next week. So I am already on a minus four. So any transfers I make from here on will create a minus eight or a minus 12. Mm -hmm. So I'm not too keen to make a transfer, but Trippier to Ake was something that I thought I could look at or think about once Ake became more exciting. But then at the same time, I'm already thinking about Saliba versus Trippier. So let's first talk, talk about Saliba versus Trippier. What, honestly, I never thought I'll play Saliba over Trippier. What has <laughs> no, come to I didn't me? Either. When, how did this happen? He's home to Bournemouth. But his clean sheet odds from Rob T's thing is 26%. Arsenal are 47%. That's almost double. It's mad. It's ridiculous. I it mean, how mad. can I play him? And especially when Trippier, I know he's got you, what, three attacking returns in two weeks. Yeah. But he's been overperforming. Massively. And I watch the games. He, um, I mean, he's he does Trippier things, <laughs> but their defenses, I mean, if they concede two, it's lucky. This is how bad they are. So I'm thinking clean sheet is getting wiped out for Newcastle. For Arsenal, clean sheet is a higher chance. Attacking return, higher chance for Trippier versus Arsenal. So there's not much in it. I'll just be happier watching the Arsenal game as opposed to getting angry at Newcastle every time they they allow this breakaway through Dan Burnside. Do you remember, we? I think we both had double Arsenal when they played Luton. I think they were at home to Luton. I think it hit 51%. Okay, 60 before, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was only after the lineups came out it hit 60 or close to 60%. And obviously that got wiped. So I, I guess part of something I'd think of, because I, I find it, I'd find it so hard to bench Trippier home to Bournemouth. But obviously I don't own him. But, I mean, let's say both clean sheets get wiped out early. At and that stage, you'd much rather have Trippier, wouldn't you? So it's a... I definitely would. I definitely would. That's a good point. Um, look, I, I want to hear Eddie Howe saying Dan Burn isn't playing or something like that. Because in market odds, in models, in my gut feel, they all are saying Saliba at the moment. And not by a small amount. I didn't really... What, so even on models, Saliba's ahead of Trippier? Way ahead. 0.4 wow. EV. Wow, because I've, I've seen a lot of people bringing in Arsenal defenders this week and it's actually kind of surprised me, even though we've had them so long, just because obviously when they lost the cup, for, um, when the, no, they didn't lose in the cup, did they? But when um, Chelsea beat Villa in the, nope, when Villa beat Chelsea in the cup, there was a lot of people cheering because Arsenal would they blank in 29. Them. And now they're buying them. Yeah, so that, that's what surprised me, but I didn't realise Trippier had fallen that much, you know, I guess with the odds as well. I mean, 26% shocking. But now it's only 0 0.1 in it. It's 4.5 expected points for Saliba, 4.4 for Trippier. I'm going to get this wrong. <sighs> you know what? I don't, envy the, I don't envy this at all. And I could see why you... I mean, if you bought Ake, oh, then you'd yeah, have to bench both. Well, oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll buy Ake for Trippier. Yeah, okay. So then you'd have sold Trippier. I mean, it doesn't really help the dilemma, does it? It, <laughs> it just means I'm you'd just, have used I'm the just... transfer to not play either. Exactly. Look, I, I'm not going to do Ake unless there's an injury or anything. Um, let's see. I'm going to leave it, not bore other people because it, it's not a decision for everyone. Uh, I will leave it. If it's if it's bang on in terms of expected data or expected points, then I'll probably play Trippier just for the fun. Um, but I don't want to sell Trippier. By the way, one of the things that I'm also thinking with my team is, my team is actually, I'm not going to wildcard in 26, but I want it in a position where it's nicely balanced, where I can do anything in 27, which includes a wildcard. If there's an upset for Newcastle, then I've got Trippier in place. If there's an upset for 
Chelsea, then I've got the Arsenal guys in place. So I want to be a little bit flexible in terms of going into 27 where all options are open. Um, and so, therefore, I think I don't want to lose Trippier for that reason that A, he will have a good fixture in game week 27, which is Bulls at home. He has a good fixture in game week 30, where actually I will need him which is West Ham at home because my Arsenal boys play Man City. So very forward planning. I'm not going to lose Trippier because there's two weeks where I actually do need him and there could be a case if there's an upset for Newcastle. So I'm going to keep and I'm going to see who I start over these guys. Because basically, if you if you roll, you're pretty much eliminating the fact you're going to wildcard next next week because you'll have given oh, up because you'll have given up the two transfers going into a double. But I'm not that keen. Uh, I no. think uh, the wild wildcard 27 even though you can get more upside by wildcarding next week if things happen according to what we think will happen but if you look at you know there's a there's a visual by spaceman jc uh, who basically used simon and all these other guys as data and he's created this thing of what are the odds of certain things happening in game week 29 the odds of what our base case is what we're assuming is you know the the luton game happens the and the three that are confirmed now happen that is actually only for 12 or 13%. So our base case is only 12 or 13%. In fact, it's more likely, it's like 37% chance that a fifth fixture happens. So there is an upset in one of the other games. It is more likely than just Luton, Luton and Nottingham Forest having a game. So I'm trying to be open about it. And I'm, I'm trying to say, I'm going to lose some expected points in 26, you know, because I'll have to buy Solanke who plays Man City. I'll probably have to buy a Villa defender who look really bad at the moment instead of a Crystal Palace one or a or a Wolves one who have an amazing fixture in 26, I'm, I'm happy to lose that and maybe even navigate 29 through hits than actually wildcard in 26. That's where I'm at the moment. I mean, the dream fix to, to drop would be the Chelsea-Arsenal one, wouldn't it, in, in 29? Correct, correct. You can actually then make luxury moves for 28 for your Bournemouth players because you have enough for 29. Do you know what? I'm, re I'm really looking forward to next week's deadline dilemmas because I think we're going to have to look at maybe it's not gambling, but yeah, g gambling a little bit on what, what might happen in those cup games. And any injury could change it. Like if there's two injuries this week to key players that play in, tw in 29 and 26, you just go, you know, screw it. I'm going to wildcard. Yeah. Then I'd be annoyed at having two free transfers, but that's yes. anyway, that's a, that's a first world problem, isn't it? So correct. Not, correct. not to worry. Um, I guess we should probably move on to. To Rob T. So you're definitely triple captain, right? I'm definitely triple yeah. captain. Yeah, because I was at Unless 90%. So grammar-related problems that Pep says tomorrow, um, I I think it's it, it's it's a given. Yeah, I mean it seems. I mean he's played a couple of games recently, but I guess let's not speculate on that. Let's see what let's see what happens tomorrow. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean Rob T's graphic. I mean I, I love it every week, but it does seem very. I mean it just pushes the narrative further. That's quite obvious that City and Liverpool are very good. So, so them having a double is very good. And that's why we've, we've all been targeting them for the last few weeks. Five point, uh, where's my maths? Uh, 5.25 for Man City expected goals in one game week. And I'm Liverpool 5.15? 1.5, correct. So this is, you're basically saying 10 plus goals from your City, City and Liverpool team. That's the beauty of this double game. And there's going to be swings because some people have De Bruyne, some people have Alvarez, some people have Foden, some only have double up like me and not a triple up in attack. There's going to be a lot of stuff. Some people are going without Darwin or Jota. Uh, we'll see what Klopp says about Salah. So yeah, this is an exciting double. And I think 
some people are taking hits for a reason. Uh, maybe not in defense as much needed, but definitely I think in, in attack, a hit could be worth it. See, that could be really interesting because I know there's nothing in it, but there's been a lot of double game weeks where defenders have gone big. I mean, Van Dyke himself's done it and I don't have much defensive coverage. I mean, actually, I don't have any, do I? Because I've got Trent and, and Doughty. Yes. So yeah, if, if Man City and Liverpool go and keep two clean sheets each, for example, there could be some people out there who've got like Ake and Van Dyke. I mean, that, that could be massive, like absolutely massive, because I don't think the ownership's going to be that high. I mean, the high-owned players are going to be Foden, KDB and Haaland. Dar and Darwin's Jota. nowhere near Jota, and I was really surprised by that. It's just access. People have more... people want to keep Watkins and Solanke. Keep, keep their strikers, yeah, exactly. And Tony, yeah. No, that makes sense. So he's going to be quite a nice differential, and I think if Darwin goes big... I'm hoping that he's the one that can guarantee a green arrow because I feel like De Bruyne could be the one that, that stops any 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 progress. Darwin's gonna uh, De Bruyne's gonna kill it. I mean, for people who don't have him, he's he, the number of attacking returns he's been part of since he's come back is just a scary number. He's either assisting or scoring every game. Either it's in Europe or in the cups or whatever. You just hope. I mean, I don't think you need to break your team if you don't have De Bruyne because. I think it's pretty much this week where you desperately need him. After that, there's going to be other priorities. Like people will rather have Sun from Game Week 27 if they want to use your money. They'll probably want Salah and Haaland from Game Week 30 onwards or 31 onwards. So it's just this week. And so, yeah, people who've got De Bruyne, this is your week to get the rank jumps. People who don't have, this is your week where you hope that other players uh, keep up, whether that's Darwin or your defender. But yeah, it's going to be a swingy week for sure. And is it even worth talking about Luton or Luton or Brentford? Well, I wanted to show in this graphic how low likelihood Brentford are to keep a clean sheet, 6% and 11%. It's just not worth it. I mean, you'd rather play a single game weaker like an Estupinian or um, even a random player. Like, don't play Reguli on this. I've, week I've seen people buying him. Games. I mean, unless you're really desperate for a third defender and... It's so bad in terms of injuries that you want somebody who plays this week, 26 and 29. That's the only box Reguilion ticks. He's injury prone. He's not playable this week. For me, even with a double, he's not playable this week. Um, I don't know if it's been discussed anywhere because I saw people saying Reguilion's on, on corners or set pieces. But I also heard that Mbumo's back soon i don't know i don't know how yeah soon. but not now he was just seen on valentine's day okay maybe it was just one of those you know like salah's been seen i'm just wondering but yeah but just by the time we need him like it was only a thought anyway i mean i need a mid we all need a midfielder next week for our liverpool midfielder and there is nobody no like well, Douglas Douglas Louise Louise. yeah could be playing dm you could have bowen who is doing nothing so there is a dearth of good midfielders this is what i was actually discussing on the wire that Going into game week 27, 28, 29, there's actually no midfielders. So there's a viable strategy to go triple Spurs mid that because, you know, Saka has a blank. Um, you don't need Foden because he has a blank. You don't need De Bruyne. He has a blank. Salah has a blank. All your midfielders are basically not needed in 29. Believe and it or not. They have a difficult fixture. I do actually have a plan. It's not my... A plan, <laughs> but I think it was maybe about my C or D did end up having yeah the three the three midfielders so Richarlison then adding Son for Foden, and then I think Madison was going to come in quite late. But I suppose actually you could bring in Madison next 
next game week. I mean, I don't, I'm not always massive on Madison. I always feel like I'm way too low on him compared to some. I think Saka to Madison for people who are dead ending their team would be on because Saka obviously has a blank in 29 and he plays Man City in 30. So you could just do that. Although I'm praying Saka doesn't have a blank, but I guess, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess yeah. we'll if, see. If he doesn't, if he doesn't. Let's do some questions and we can obviously use Rob T's, uh, if, he, if he have a few minutes. Uh, yeah, let's, let's do five minutes of questions because I know we've been very heavy on our teams, our dilemmas. I mean, obviously yeah, that's the name, yeah. of the name of the show. So but... Jeremy's asking, is Pedro Porro injured? So there was some, so Paulo Keefe is basically a, basically a guy who's close, connected to the club. He said that he has a groin problem, if I remember correctly. No idea if he's ready or not to play, but he missed training today. Yeah, I just saw, so, yeah, I think it was Paul O'Keefe I saw said a muscular muscular injury. Muscular, so you, okay. You, okay. Well, you've just got it more more specific, but um, I, I could be wrong. I've been out like all day. Uh, who would you bench out of Garnacho or Estupinian? Garnacho is playing. Do you know? Luton, I haven't even he? looked at your fixtures. He's playing Luton. Oh wow, that's gone under the radar. Of course, um, Garnacho. Yeah, no, I I agree with you there. It's weird how far Estepinian's fallen, and there's been some Brighton fans saying he's been playing horrifically as well, really? which is funny actually because Deserbi was bigging up. I mean, bigging him up as the best left back in the league a couple of weeks ago. I was reading that, um, but he did that with Pat Pedro, didn't he? When he started benching him every week, so correct, correct, correct. Um, start Trippier or Garnacho? Oh man, again Trippier. Look, I'm playing Saliva over Trippier, so I think I would give, say Garnacho. Okay. Yeah, because I guess if you didn't, you'd say you'll play Saliba over Garnacho. Yeah, it's close, but I still think Luton, Man United are, are good for a goal and or two, and it's Luton, even though Luton away is not as good as Luton at home. But I think it's worth it. I I'll think I'd, I'd yeah. still say Garnacho. I'm, I'm kind of glad we don't know the United Cup result until after 26, because otherwise I might go piling in, piling in on your assets, like, like genuinely. Like yeah. Garnacho, Bruno... If they, yeah, if they lose, but then they've lost to Nottingham Forest, so they're bad. Well, that's the but thing. Then we pile that's like what happened with Villa, isn't it? <laughs> Villa, exactly. Villa lost heavily. Exactly. They're bad. Although they do have loads of injuries now, which I guess we can't really get into, but that's going to be that's going to be a lot of chat next week. I'm interested going to see how they get on. Chat. It's going to be a Villa chat. Hibo is saying KDB for minus four. I'm surprised he's looking at a minus. So he must be basically looking at trend downgrade. A lot of people are thinking of this. Downgrade trend to someone. And then upgrade a Palmer or a Richarlison to a De Bruyne. I mean, if you can do it for Palmer, I, th I think oh, I think I'd consider it because you could then get KDB playing in twenty six, and you're removing Trent who doesn't play. Hmm. The problem is, I think that's I don't think many people are going to be able to afford that. And if you start looking at like Richarlison or Saka, which I mean, I wouldn't want to remove someone like that. I wouldn't want to remove Richarlison or Saka. What do you think? I mean, would you for Palmer? I think I could do it for Barma. Yeah. If your team is okay, like you're taking a hit this week or if even if you're doing it for two free transfers, again, every transfer is using up a, a transfer that you can make next week because you mm -hmm. can roll. Then it's okay. But I mean, De Bruyne does have a high ceiling. So I think it could merit it, but it it's not a sure shot thing because you're not captaining De Bruyne. You don't know about his minutes, but you could get two and a half out of three games and that is good enough maybe for De Bruyne. It's interesting. I guess it depends who you're losing because I wouldn't. I don't know if you'll do this. If, say, I had two free transfers, I wouldn't lose Alvarez for De Bruyne. Yeah, because you have a third city. A lot of people don't have a third city. Let's say, so... I, let's say, I, let's say I didn't. I mean, that's why, actually, in my, in my case, yeah, so let's say I have three city and I could do a, a hit to remove Alvarez for 
Archer. I don't know. And then I can bring in KDB. Let's say for free. I don't think I'll do it. I don't think it's worth it. It's not too much different in terms of expected points or minutes, right? I mean, if let's, I guess it comes down to how many minutes you expect De Bruyne to play. If you're talking 140, which is 70 minutes each, yeah, then he's similar, and it's weird to say this, but he's similar to Jota or a Darwin who play 80 minutes both games. He is worse than Foden if Foden starts and plays 90 minutes in both games. Just as, it's just a minutes thing. So, but if you think De Bruyne plays 80, 90 minutes in one and plays 70, 80 minutes in the other, he's explosive. These are both home games. There's no reason why he's not a great option and worth taking an extra hit for if you can get there. You give me the money question now from what you just said. So, mm. so if you could bring in one free transfer, you don't have Foden or De Bruyne, who would you rather bring, own? I'd bring Foden. Uh, well, yeah. Only one free transfer and money is not a problem. Money's not a problem at the moment. Money's not a problem at the moment. I'd still go to Bruyne. I think, um, look, I think models may disagree or whatever, but I just think that that odd risk of Foden, because Grealish is out, maybe he doesn't trust Doku, that in that odd game, one in two, he plays a little bit, you know, he, he close to the touchline. You don't get the same output from Foden that De Bruyne will give you guaranteed for for pretty much both the games. He's playing so far forward. Even though against Brentford, I'm a little bit cautious because he will definitely play Alvarez against Brentford. He always plays Alvarez and Haaland against Brentford. Don't jinx it. But yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I, I I think then that dents his appeal on how forward De Bruyne gets. But against Chelsea, I think I'd, I'd back De Bruyne to get at least a return. I, th I just think it's the goal threat for me. And I know De Bruyne, he scores low XG chances, doesn't he? But then you look at the yeah. bookies odds of a goal this week. And I mean, De Bruyne is for scoring I think it was Salah's FPL Salah's I was looking at his odds and I mean Foden was clear of of De Bruyne I mean so so is Alvarez to be fair obviously that's based on 90 minutes so got to take that into account as well but I think I'd prefer Foden over De Bruyne but then if I was free hitting I'd definitely have De Bruyne so yeah yeah I hear you yeah. I hear you look I think I don't think people make it out as if De Bruyne is closer to Haaland in terms of potential but sad to say but I think we agree that he's closer to Jota, Darwin, Foden yep. in terms of his potential. But I mean, his ceiling yeah. may be higher, but in terms of his base case expected points. But clear of Bernardo Silva, for example. Clear of Bernardo yep. Silva, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Two super chats that we answer, then we can get out of here. Adebayo or Richarlison? Start this week. Uh, oh, so just to start? Yeah, Richarlison is home to Wolves. Good fixture. Adebayo has a double, not a great double. I mean, Richarlison's lost penalties now. If he ever had them, we never really, mm. we never really found out. Um, oh, that's a tough one. It's very tough. I think I'd go Adebayo. I think so too. Yeah, I think you go for the double game week. Um, I think you've yeah. got to. I mean, home home to United. What? There's a twenty nine percent chance of a United clean sheet. Yeah, I think I would. I mean, that's a, t I that's a tough dilemma. Good. And you must have a really good team if you're going to have to bench one of those. Well, if you have Adebayo, you have a lot of money floating that's, around. That's a team. good point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Trent to Gabriel and Diaby to Jota for minus four. Trent yeah. to Gabriel. What was the other part? Di Diaby to Jota. Look, Diaby becomes oh, a little bit of a dead thing because he's not starting... I don't think you can even rely on him. I mean, he'll get cameos, 
but you can't rely on him to play 26 29 so you're getting rid of an injured player and then who somebody who blanks and a rotation risk player for Gabriel and Jota it's solid isn't it unless you unless you so, don't have Foden already and then I'll do Foden instead of Jota yes yep good point again the similar RK VVD thing where at least Foden will get you a fixture next week as well yeah no it's, yeah it's exactly that exactly that yeah that seems quite quite a sensible hit because you're getting Gabriel for the long term aren't you Correct. And you're clearing up that DRB problem. Konate worth a hit if you can't get to Van Dyke. No. I think we're quite clear. We both of us would only want Van Dyke, wouldn't we? Yeah. And look, there are it's the early kickoff, so there could be some temptations that come last minute if Bradley is starting. I can understand them. But I just don't think that risk of the second game is worth not going Van Dyke. No. And and for people who are replacing Trent as well, I just don't see money's no object because it's literally a one week. Rental. Yeah, then you have and, to sell them. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't see the... Because you're not going to hold Bradley hold Bradley through his blank, are you? I wouldn't have thought... Unless you're bringing in De Bruyne, you'd need some crazy team situation. And right. that, that comes back to the team-specific thing, doesn't it? But Exactly. Money's no object, Van Dyke. Indeed. Right. I think we're, we're wrapped up, aren't we? We are wrapped up. Uh, thank you, everybody in the chat. Sorry we couldn't get to all the questions, but uh, we try to keep this one because it's late in the week to about 40, 45 minutes. So thank you for joining. Uh, next week would be fun when we talk about the blank game week 26. Uh, Thursday again, same time next week. Yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, you love the planning, don't you? I think I'm looking forward to next week a, a lot. I mean, obviously it's exciting as a double, but I feel like a lot of the planning we've done in the last two or three weeks, not unlike, um, what is this like, double game week eve yeah it's just the final tweaks isn't it so yeah i'm looking forward to next week because that's gonna that's gonna be mind-blowing with all the hits and stuff it'll be fun if there's an injury like i shouldn't curse injury on anyone but i want like because otherwise everyone is going through a, a similar plan like a nice one key injury not nothing major i don't want any player to feel get long term out <laughs> but something that stirs up the the thing will be we nice. just had a red card we just had a red card <laughs> that was enough drama Actually, yeah. with Trent and Poro, of course. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly Poro. But yeah, nice. All right, Praz. Well, awesome. I will see you next week. I hope everyone enjoys the double game week. I'm kind of yep. dreading what will happen. <laughs> All fun and games. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. See you next see week. See you soon.